Listening to the MM Maniacs with Nick David and Matt Kona. This is Pat Militich, and you're listening to the MM Maniacs Podcast. All right, here we are, the MM Maniacs Podcast live at CES. We missed the first fight because we're having a little technical difficulties. So thanks to everyone who DVR'd it and is tuned in for the start of the second fight. This is the uh, preview here, Carlos Candanalbra. Fought it out of the red corner. New Britain, Connecticut, undefeated, 4-0. One knockout, two submissions, one decision on his record. Already in the ring, Miguel Magic City Mahler, Restrepo, 4-2, out of Florida. So far, the the night has been a night of finishes. Only one decision. Only one thus decision. Far. Yeah, quite quite a night so far. From right from right from the jump, man. Maria Rivera just uh, clean Sarah Click's clock. <laughs> Sarah Click's clock got punched. Yeah, and so did her face. <laughs> right clicked. Oof. I thought it was a really good looking um, performance, but. By Maria Rivera. Yeah, for her pro debut, I thought she... Uh, she didn't look frazzled at all. She, she came it. out aggressive. Threw good combinations, good footwork, switching stances, and uh, taking advantage. Switch kick got lit up on the ground. Ooh. And, and the fight we just watched was uh, Greg Ribs Rebello from Sityotong against uh, Danielle Southernboy Williams from... Uh, Awantana, Minnesota from Warrior Spirit MMA. That ended in a first round TKO of Daniel Williams. There's the owner. And his opponent, fighting out of the right corner, making his highly anticipated return to the cage, wearing the black and red trunks. You remember the owner's name? The owner right there, do you remember his name? Yeah. With two big victories by submission. Right to your right. Hailing from Hartford, Connecticut. Ladies and gentlemen. Like right in front of you. I'm sure we could look it up easily enough. We are both on the internet. Yeah, it's weird how we could have all the information on the planet pretty much at our fingertips. <laughs> okay, here we go. All right. Carlos Candelario in the red shorts. Miguel Restrepo in the blackish gray shorts. No feeling out to get things started. A shot right away from Restrepo. So far defended. 
Candelario with a really good sprawl. They're both back up on their feet in a clinch. Candelario tried to drop for a for a throw, but ended up uh, on the bottom. But they quickly scrambled, got back to their feet, and they're just uh, they're in a clinch up against the fence. Restrepo's got a single leg, working working on a single, trying to get him down. Restrepo with double underhooks right now. Candelario not working to. Just holding on to that body lock. He got spun around up against. Not working to pummel in. The G fuel ad now. Now trying to take the take the back, trying to sneak his way around. Chest to chest now. Restrepo holding the Candelario up against the fence. Hoping he doesn't gas his arms out just on these body lock takedowns. He seems to be putting a lot of effort into them. If you're good at those, they're 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 very effective. Yeah, he's just using his own weight to try to pull um, him down. Unfortunately, he pulled him down right on right yeah, on top of himself. Yeah, he kind of pulled him into his guard, which should probably not want to do. Now trying to defend with some up kicks. Yeah, Candelario standing over the top of him, trying to. Rain down some blows. Restrepo on the bottom with the up kicks. Back down into the guard. Candelario in Restrepo's guard. Closed guard. Restrepo kind of controlling the head. (laughs) There's a head in front of me. Makes it harder to see. Yeah, as we we get seats right in the middle of the the octagonish figure whatever that is hexagonish whatever that is but yeah. we're right and we have a post right in front of us yes i saw so. the almost a gone right. oh. mm-hmm. candelario trying to sneak around to restrepo's back restrepo caught him and now they're both back on their feet again Again, going for the takedown. This time, Restrepo has a little bit more luck. Now he's going into the guillotine position. And it was a nice setup too. He threw overhand. He didn't. He didn't just shoot for the takedown. He threw overhand right, caught his attention, mm-hmm. then shot in for a double leg. It was in the open guard. Open guard of Candelario. Not posturing up though. His, his head's not being controlled, but he's still trying to throw some short rabbit punches in there. Neither guy really throwing strikes. They're sort of just going for positions. Line up for a Candelario set up, tried to set up a triangle, then went to Omoplata, and then Restrepo, the back. Restrepo got a little pass, but Candelario regarding right now. So trying to set up a butterfly sweep there, and they're both back on their feet. Lots of scrambling. Lots of scrambling in this flyweight fight, you know, these these guys, lots of movement for flyweights. They're always, yeah, they're going, like, they're going to be slowing down in (laughs) round two after the start to this. Strepo's already looked, he doesn't look tired yet, but. Neither of them look tired. Usually. For all the effort that he put into the 
un, not set up a shot that was not set up very well. Oh, no. Big, big winging overhand right by Restrepo, duck under by Candelario, and uh, and then t- took his back and went for a takedown. And now he's on top, Candelario on top, Restrepo on the bottom, Candelario in Restrepo's guard. I know there's only been a few events so far in 2017, but one of the new unified rules that's legal is kidney strikes, uh, which we haven't seen much of, but that, that would have been a good opportunity for it. He stood up with Heel the last few seconds to go. Oh, oh Restrepo eats a big knee from the back position of Canelario. Right at the Candelario. end of round one. Bingo, bango, bongo. Who says that all the time? <laughs> what comic says that all the time? Which, which local, uh, <laughs> what's his name? Uncle? James Krillman? No. Um, oh, Mr. Goodnight? No. Uh, he's in his 40s. Uh, fast talker. Oh, Big Al? Yeah, yeah, Big Al. He always says that. Bingo, bango, bongo. All right, all the seconds are getting the, making their way out of the cage, and we're gearing up for round deuce. But it was a pretty close first round. I uh, almost give the edge to Candelario. I think he might have done enough, especially there at the end with that big knee and ended up on top and kind of take advantage of position more and I know you don't get points for defense, but he, he did uh he did well to stay out of trouble early on. The big shot by Restrepo. Now finds himself back in that side to front body lock. Ooh, and nice gets taken trip. down. Good trip. Really nice trip. Uh, that first round is a tough one. If I had to, if you had a gun to my head, I would say Candelario, but who knows what the judges would think on that, on that round. It was so very, been, very close. There's only been one decision so far, and it was a split, so judges' uh, controversies could, could occur if, if it gets that far. Mm-hmm. Flyweight's not a lot of power, so a knockout would... Usually come on a big head kick or something, but, but we'll see. It's been real close quarters thus far between these two guys in the clinch What's he doing? on the ground. Candelario basically just giving up his back there for a moment to Restrepo. And they both scramble back to their feet. Candelario gets a double leg. Very back and forth, this whole fight, very back and forth. One guy on top, one guy on bottom, switch, one guy on top, one guy on bottom, up to their feet, one guy gets a takedown, back up to their feet, other guy gets a takedown. It's very evenly matched, very back and forth. Right now Restrepo's in a bad position. He's sort of trying to use the cage to defend his back against Candelario, who is trying to slowly sink his forearm underneath the chin and then fall back on his own, locking a... He's got one hook, got both hooks in now. Oh, Ooh, bad tight. news, bad news for Restrepo. Tight. I think Restrepo oh, is going to... he's starting to pull him back. I think Restrepo is going to have to tap on this one here pretty quickly. Fighting the hands. He's fighting the hands, punching, 
blindly in the face, but he can only do that for so long before he runs out of blood in his head. Oh, and Big Dan runs in, and it's done. It is done. Rear naked choke, round two. Can't, Carlos Candelario, rear naked choke over Miguel Ooh. Restrepo. Yeah, big reaction from the crowd. A lot of local love for the uh, underdog BJJ prospect from Connecticut. 5-0 and now. Third submission. Was he the underdog? No, he's from underdog BJJ. Oh. <laughs> I was like, I didn't get any odds. I didn't get any odds on this. No, no. No odds. Wait. We're in a slot machine. and like They Matt do have table Kona. games here, but they haven't got a sports book. Who knows? Matt give it a Kona few. getting the 4 one right? On, on give the it a ball. little while. We got the former Affliction owner who has also owned a few casinos. Got a position of power now, so who knows? Maybe we'll be better. <laughs> I'll have to ask Pat Militech about that. He's over on the Axis TV desk. With Michael, the voice, shout out loud. I'll have to see if we can get another tagger from him. Because the one I got was on, it was such a, uh, the, the, the mic level I had set up so high. And when I went to record Michael Chavello, it was like really distorted. Mm-hmm. And you understand, you can hear who it is. You know who it is, you know what he's saying. You know his, the voice. Yeah. Yes. This is the voice, Marco Chevalier. You're listening to and I mean, he, 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 he was the first guy and only guy ever that has nailed our name one shot. Did you bring the t-shirts in? I do. I have t-shirts. Okay. I have t-shirts right behind me in my giant hockey oh, that's bag. that's the hockey bag. That's why I brought the hockey bag in. That's right. All right. No post-fight interview? I think they're going for one. Although I don't see... Is Ron Kruk up there? I don't see him. I don't see Ron Kruk nah. in the cage. Now he's... Ron Kruk is backstage. Oh. Oh. Preview of the main event. Oh, he's talking to Kevin Kroom right now. From Matrell's MMA and Fitness. Thanks for the time, Michael and Pat. Kevin, the hard-hitting hillbilly Kroom. Ladies and gentlemen. Got a heavyweight fight next. Tyler King versus Keith Bad News Bell. Keith Bad News Bell, 37 years old, 264 pounds, 6 wins, 8 losses. Fighting out of rapid fitness in Newport News, Virginia. He's going to be fighting Tyler King. Tyler, the Marauder King, 224 pounds, age 36, 6'5", 12 wins, 4 losses. Got 3 KOs, 7 submissions, 2 decisions. Playing out of Connors MMA, North Attleboro, Massachusetts. I'm going to say that uh, Tyler is probably the favorite here since he has a winning record. And our man uh, our man Keith Bell does not have a winning record. He has a losing record of 6-8, and eight, but he has 4 KOs, 2 submissions. Everybody's got a puncher's chance. They're both they're both getting up there, 136, 137. So they are uh, probably rounding out their MMA careers. But good on them oh. for, for getting out and doing it. Oh, he found that knee. That was a gnarly shin right to the head. 
It's Mutino versus Jason Ryan and Welcome Boom. Welcome to CES damn. 41, where we are celebrating 25 years. <laughs> and then he spent 20 seconds trying to take down Mr. Dan Mergliotta afterwards. That was, Jimmy, that's a that kind of shit. Scary. Jimmy Birchfield, that's the that's the owner right there. Yeah. Was oh, that a live interview? Yeah, I think oh. so. Interesting. I like me some heavyweights. Oh I yeah. Like some I'm excited about this next one. Tyler King, who is a fellow who works, you may have met him at the, when we went to the UFC gym. Yes. I was trying to think of where King. I remembered him from. Oh. I do remember him from the UFC gym. They're like, pose for a photo. Boston. Yeah, yeah, we went to the UFC gym and there's a thing. They say, yeah, pose for a photo, hold up the UFC belt. And I didn't know who Tyler King was. He was just hanging out. I'm like, oh, I have to, we have to be in the picture together? Okay, alright, here I am. But yeah, then I saw him in the, uh, he came out to a comedy show at the Burren. So oh really? We, yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, we're friends on the internet. Yes. Internet friends. Tyler King, while he's a very big guy, 12 and 4, 7 submissions, so more, more submissions than knockouts, but. Well, there's also a, a 40 pound weight difference between these two, as Keith Bell is 264 and Tyler is 224. That is quite a substantial amount of human flesh yes. to be throwing leather at you or to be having on top of you. Uh, they're both... I always wonder about the heavyweight profiles. Coming to the cage. Yeah, Tyler King. King. He's weighed 236 for this. Still not... Still uh, quite a difference between that and the 265 of his opponent. Yeah, that's still 29 pounds. Yeah. So he's got 11 extra pounds, though. That's pretty good. 12. The one, the one beauty about being a heavyweight is it. You don't have to worry about that with that weight cut. You just gotta worry about being in shape. I'd like to get a t-shirt in Pat's hands today before we go. You think he is a large? Who? Military. I can't hear you. Can you not hear me? I can't hear you very well. Oh. But the music is very loud. Oh. I was saying I think we should get a t-shirt into Pat Militich's hands before the night is over with. Oh, yeah. He's definitely an XL. XL? The following fight is scheduled for three rounds in the heavyweight division. Introducing first, fight out of the blue corner. It's Wonder Woman. Wearing the black trunks, <laughs> weighing in at 265 pounds. He comes in with a pro record of seven wins, nine losses in one draw. Hailing from Raleigh, North Carolina, ladies and gentlemen, Keith. Bad news! Bell! And his opponent, fight! 
out of the red corner, wearing the white trunks, weighing in at 236 pounds. He comes in with a pro record of 12 wins, four losses, with three big victories by knockout and another seven by submission. Hailing from Norwood, Massachusetts, Twin River Casino, Tyler King. Here we go. I don't expect this one to last very long, but I've been wrong before. Ooh, kind of an aggressive uh, bell touch. You keep taking my card. You have your what? own. <laughs> I don't know why I keep taking it. <laughs> you even got a Xerox of your own? Very I do have I do have a Xerox somewhere too. <laughs> I got that back at the front door, but I don't know, I don't know where that went. Yeah, it disappeared, so I keep taking yours. Can't get enough cards. Here we go. You have your own. Here we go. Jab, 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 Tyler King. Little dancey dance, jab, jab, jab. Nothing, just kind of flipping it out there. Nothing connecting. Just flipping it out there. Feeling Ooh, out wow, big, big right wing. It's a windmill of a right hand. Yeah. Oh, he's Bad news, ba- oh boy. Oh, it Bell's, like get, Bell's connecting. Bell's look, looks like Bell was connecting there a couple times. Kind of looked like he might have hurt Tyler a little bit. Just kind of stayed close to the fence for a minute in case he did fall back. Bell sort of seems like he's waiting to counter with just a big bomb. Yeah. Well, he wings that right hand way, way wing right. Well, that was a straight right that time. Ooh, goes yeah, for a pretty one. high front kick on King, who's who's pretty tall. He looks. He, he has an uncanny resemblance to Gary Goodrich. He looks a lot like Gary, Big Daddy Gary Goodrich. Little smile, little smile from Bell there. He feels like he connected a couple times, so he's giving a little, little smile. He also looks, he looks that full 30 pounds bigger. Who knows how much he put on since yeah. he had to cut down for the limit in the 24 hours between yesterday and today. Yeah, he may, ha- he may have 30 pounds, but it's, I don't think it's muscle. I think, I think, uh, it's still King, King's probably the stronger man out of the two of them. Oh, oh, shit. Oh, as soon as you oh, said that. Shit. Big right oh, hand shit. from Bell. Oh, my goodness. Ground and pound, and King is out. Wow. Holy he shit. Is still. He is out cold stiff. It might not have been 30 pounds of muscle, but it was 30 pounds of weight behind that right hand. It was 30 pounds of knock the fuck out. Wow. Jesus Christ. That was brutal. King is absolutely still. Now he's sort of coming back. The he's not awake yet. His legs are starting to. His toes are curled. He's still out. Yeah, it looked like he started to come back a little bit. Oh, here he goes. He tried to try to set up. up a little bit. Jesus Christ! That, wa- that was scary. The officials keeping that might Bell away. be the scariest knockout I've ever seen in person. That's it was really close to us too on the panel of the, the stage right, right in front of us. here. Jesus Christ! We really silenced the crowd. There's a lot of King supporters who are. Out here, he trains locally in a, a number of gyms, training out of Connors in North Attleboro. But he works at the UFC gym, and he's he's very active around. He actually hosts a lot of UFC pay-per-view viewing parties at bars around the area. And as I mentioned, he supports us little comedians doing our thing, too. So uh got to say, anytime you're going up against a guy with that big a weight difference, uh, it takes a lot of courage. And, and King... 
he took it on. He, he's never he's never backed down from a fight, but he ran into he's a still, he ran into there, a sledgehammer. And those, I think it was unnecessary. Some of those strikes from the bottom. Yeah, McDonald's one of the best referees, but that that could have been stopped after the first one. There's three, yeah, think four, definitely, five, definitely. five more hammer fists that did not need to happen. Yeah, you got a, a little, right, little left hook and then a right cross. He got dropped. You see this first hammer fist. That's enough. His head's back. He's not out yet, but that second yeah, one, second one, third, for sure. and then there was two more as mm. they cut a crate away from the Axis TV fight thing, but oh boy. That was a violent finish. King is now just sitting up. Has trying to get him on get the, onto the trying stool. To get, uh, there we go. He's on the red stool. There we go. Oof. Oof. Tough break for a local warrior, but that's sort of the way it's been going tonight. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we just see the that one decision, the way things are still going, because who's next? You got Cody Nordby coming up. He's a knockout machine in the next bout against David Garcia. Then you got some more. Uh, well, you got some more lightweights that. before the featherweight titles decided. But hey, the way things have going tonight. Oof. Nordby has no. He doesn't have any knockouts. No, there's a wrestler. Oh, who wrestler am I thinking of? Submissions. Oh, you know what? I was thinking the uh, Killer B, who's uh, now in the <laughs> UFC. Ben Saunders? No, no, no. The, uh, well, he he's not called the Killer Killaby and the uh, what's his name? He took the short uh, short notice fight. Oh, in, right, in Boston. Uh, Kyle. Kyle Bochniak. Yeah, Bochniak. Oh, okay. They both start with a K. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I think we saw them both fight on the same card the first time we were here. That's right. The first CES we went to, they were both. He was on. I think. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, they were both on the the Norby Shukumtov card. Was a scary ass knockout. Mm. Would be going to his bread and butter here. Body lock. Double underhooks. As Garcia pinned up against the fence, and now a scramble. Now Garcia shooting in. It's been a real tense grappling exchange so far. Nordby. Kind of fainted his way in, shot for the takedown, got him up against the cage. Garcia countered with some pretty, pretty sharp elbows, getting close to 12 to 6 range perhaps, but from uh, a disadvantageous position in the corner of the fence. And Norby still's got top, top position, both fighters down, Norby and Sprawl kind of working it. Under the chin for a guillotine, but it gets a big body shot from the bottom. And yeah, Nordby's completely sprawled out, and he has a... He has Garcia Ooh. all the way... Oh, wow. Swings around. Nordby swings around trying to...
double guard here, which he does successfully straight to close guard. I think he was going for a triangle, but he stopped at guard. Now it looks like he's, he's fishing for a Kimura. A little bit of a scramble here. Garcia getting off some good shots from the top. Norby back up. Fishing for a single. Going to switch to it. Wow. Norby pushing in for the single still. And looks like he's going to sit back into guard again. Ooh, some vicious elbows to the body. Big elbows right to the kidney, man, from Garcia on top. Nordby not that's like the, a dog on a bone. He's not letting that single leg go. Well, that's the big that's the big difference in all these grappling exchanges. Garcia has been working in strikes, while Nordby has just been content to try to get position, just muscling his way in and attempting to lock up a submission. But he's he's getting pounded badly and not doing much to defend it, both on the body and the face. And Garcia is having an effect. Norby is almost trying to hide in his body round, right out the last 39 seconds of this first round. Yeah, he's getting teed off on on the bottom, Norby is. <laughs> Switching to a double leg here, but... Yeah. And back to a single. Yeah. Almost at that switch. No, he's just enough, kinda... to get, enough to get him out of danger. He's in total defensive. Now closing his guard around him as a 10-second indicator sounds throughout the arena. Both men seem to be taking a little bit of a rest as the round draws to a close. I don't know. Under the new unified rules, that could be... Even though there were takedowns that Norby landed, it, it for me, it could be close to a 10-8 in Garcia just because the damage, duration, those are the two Ds that got stressed in the new judging criteria. Who knows? Garcia definitely I think won the round. I think a 10-8, you need to be close to finishing a guy. No, but that was under the the previous regime rules. or I don't know. That's the th that's the thing. It's not it's not really a change to the rules. It's just a change to how they want the judges to view the fight, which I feel like is asking a lot. Many of these people out of doing some some ring repair and, or some and kind of. Uh, and how can you put someone else in the shoe? Oh, really? There's some uh, cage malfunctions. <laughs> They're over here trying to stuff the cage back into the, the fence, back into the into the padding or whatever. All right. Round two. Big leg kick from Garcia.
lot of feeling out going this round so far. Lots of feints and not a lot of, I think that's only the third real strike thrown. I feel like their gas tanks have to be affected a little bit just because of the nature of the takedowns, takedown defense, and the wicked body shots that Garcia was landing. I feel like guys aren't going to have that necessarily the extra spring in their step. Those are investments for later on in the fight. They still look, they both look pretty fresh. Yeah, but they're all both not in a rush to uh, do what tired them out in the first. Sort of just establishing range. Norby looks to me like he's waiting on a counter. Garcia trying to keep him at bay with some leg strikes. I think Norby's just waiting to shoot here. Staying high. He likes to get him up against the cage and drag him down from there. Garcia trying to bring it back into the middle. Into the center part. Misses with an uppercut. I wish we had compu box uh, numbers oh, on this. Oh, there we oh, go. Norby oh. with that big counter. See, I was tough. <laughs> just waiting on the lead. Now the slam. Oh, oh. Double and a slam. Picks him up and just falls back. Right in the corner of the cage. Rocked him with the right hook and then uh, and shot him for the double. And Garcia's, Garcia's positioning himself to get a pretty good wall walk going. And he's been managing to land elbows when he's been down there. Norby's sort of changing the angle to avoid that. He's kind of parallel to his corner, so he can hear instructions coming in loud and clear. But Garcia's just trying to get out of this bad position. Like Norby settled into Garcia's guard, but he's still, uh, he's being very active on the bottom. Garcia's being active on the bottom. It almost looks like Garcia's trying to work on a submission while he's down there, not necessarily get up to his feet unless he could create a scramble. He's got him in his half guard, pressed up against the Defense. Norby seems to be look, working on a one-arm guillotine. Yeah, that's, not, that's quite, not anything he's just, from, the, from the top half. Just controlling not, his head. I mean, he's giving him the opportunity to, to... He gave up the underhook, and so he's giving the opportunity to stand up now. He's going to come out the back. Uh, he pulls he guard. Did it again. He did it again. He tried to sit back for that triangle, and he's, he, he wasn't fast enough either time. He got caught in guard both times. So the second time he sat back for that triangle, but didn't quite get through fast enough. That was that one was much closer though. Yeah. Kind of stopped in a triangle-ish position, but you know, he's got pretty thick muscular legs. It's it's hard to. I know having for me having big thick legs, it's very difficult for me to get triangles on people. Norby's still, uh, on, he's trying to wall walk. He's still on the bottom. Oh! Norby got him in a, in a guillotine. Wow, sneaky little guillotine. And the fight is over. Wow.
That was fast. That was real fast. There's a guillotine, yeah. Nordby's, Nordby's in front of the camera. He's, he's, uh, you know, waving his, waving his hands back and, back and forth in front of his waist, uh, saying he's looking for a belt. I don't know if that's a, I don't know if that was a good enough fight to get him a, a shot at the title, but you never know. It was a, it was a, certainly a very decisive victory, but up until that point, it was a, I feel like Garcia was doing much more in that fight. If, if we saw another round and a half of that, Garcia would be getting a decision. But, that's the beauty about submissions. <laughs> it ends all options for a decision. There's no more decision to be made. The decision has been made. Garcia tapped right out. And we're watching the replay now, the big slam, and then where he kind of led him back out the back and, and tried to sit up into that triangle. And he got it, you know, he got it for just a, a second. He was, he was trying to get it, but, uh, and then, Right here, the very end, he, he got that guillotine and sat back in. And he wasn't even, didn't even have his legs wrapped. He was like in a fetal position with the guillotine in without his legs wrapped. That has to be a tight ass guillotine. I can't imagine if that guillotine had legs wrapped because he got that with where the guy, the guy was floating outside of his guard. Ladies and gentlemen, your winner, four minutes and 20 seconds into round number two, by tap to guillotine, Cody Narby. Garcia showed a lot of really good wrestling in there, really good scrambles. Narby, he was, he was very active on his feet. I like to see Garcia fight again. That was great. Eight victories. Assess your performance tonight for us. Uh, not a lot of that fight to go. Um, he was a little taller than I anticipated. I had a little trouble with that. Uh, I just wanted to drag him into deep waters at that point. I gotta go back to my camp and we're gonna work on some shit. Talking to trainer Marcella Grotti in between rounds, he thought you were down that first round. Did you feel the same and you needed to turn it on in the second? Yeah, talking to Greg and Pete Jeffrey and of course crew Marcella Grotti, they were saying, hey man, you gotta turn it on in the second round. We're going to finish this fight one way or another. Man, he was, we were right next to you when he was landing some of those elbows to the ribs, but you looked at us like, eh, it's just another day at the office. Did those have no effect on you? No, nah, man, we're in the room beating the hell out of each other every day, so. <laughs> that choke was impressive. Where did you learn that choke? That was the uh, ten-finger guillotine. Talked to me about my coach, Pete Thanks, guys. Thanks, everybody, for coming out on Access TV. Pat, everybody, CES. All right, Cody Norby, congratulations. Final question. What does it mean to be working with guys like this as a young fighter? This is an all-star cast right here. It means a world to man, to have these guys invite me into their room. These guys are awesome, man. They all have well, years and years of knowledge beyond my, what I'll ever know. And, you know, they're always willing to help everybody who walks in the room, man. Well done, Cody Norby. Enjoy this victory, Michael. Is that Pat Barbieri up there? No.
Did Nordby say that he was moving to flyweight or featherweight? It sounded like flyweight. That's right. Yeah. Hometown hero here from East Providence. It's a bantamweight fight. East Piva, eight and six, five KOs, two submissions. Jordan Espinosa from the Trails MMA, Albuquerque, New Mexico, nine and four, one KO, five submissions. So, on paper, Tennis Paiva is more of a striker and Jordan Espinosa is more of a grappler. So I'm saying this is a, the classic striker versus grappler exchange. Eh, 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 exchange. Exchange. Touch of the gloves right into a square off. Big overhand right by Espinosa. Oh shit. Tried to come in for a flying knee. Espinosa tried to come in for a flying knee. Piva. 
Kleva cracked him with an overhand right. Espinosa with another crazy kick ended up on his crowd getting behind the local Sweetbreads Espinosa's got a lot of kinetic energy he's just uh, trying everything and Espinosa finally in for a takedown uh, tries to slam him but out muscled but ooh, big knee oh, big knee big knee oh, to Sweetbread oh, liver and a punch on the break Sweetbread ducks that straight right hand Ooh, big kick to the body by Paiva. Espinosa's holding his own on his feet for somebody who uh, assumed... Oh, 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 shit. More punches. And he could be right, stung. Right as I say that, he got cracked. Espinosa could get stung. Yeah, he, he, he didn't he bounce might, he up. Might, for yeah, a guy like, with that much energy, he didn't bounce up too quick. I think Another he might have just... Separated sat, him. I think he might have just sat back in trying to trying to pull uh, Sweetbread into his guard. Ooh, it's a weird. It's a weird nickname to be to hear yelled out repeatedly. Sweetbread, hey eh, man, that's the meat, right? That's a. That's like a. Ooh, hard punches by Sweetbread up against the cage. Espinosa is still just dancing on the balls of his feet. Ready to step in and throw something. Problem is, Sweetbread's been timing it where he took a flying knee and just swatted him down. Yeah, I think I think Espinosa's a little a little wary of, of of popping in as quickly as he was before because he's got caught a couple of times as he did what? that. He's got that kind of that kind of uh, kinetic Dominic Cruz kind of thing going on where he's you know T.J. Dillashaw very bouncy. But he gets hit. <laughs> yeah, except right, right. Except there, a lot of times when he comes in, he's getting tagged. But, but I mean, I guess one thing that's working in his and favor is Paiva has. It's he's not throwing many combinations. He's getting hit with single strikes. That's what I was just gonna say. I was just gonna say he's not. He's not throwing. Espinosa's not throwing combinations at all. He's just he's dancing on the outside and then throwing in one, one shot, one kick, one punch. That a glancing. I think it was a glancing low blow to the cup. McDonald's asking him if he's okay, just checking with it before we restart the time. Yeah, we see the replay. Eh, it just gets, yeah, a, gets a lot grazer. of shorts there. Might yeah. have got the bottom of the toe across yeah, the front. Little grazer. Little grazer. Sometimes those grazers are the worst, though. <laughs> if you're uh, wearing a bathing suit and that happens, you'd be a grazonette. Okay. <laughs> All right. Good. That's a good combination. Yeah, a we good just combination got down on Pyro. Yeah. 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 Blocks the head kick. Hits him underneath the arm. And Espinosa throws. I mean, the only the only real combinations we're seeing is when Espinosa, from Espinosa, is he's throwing one punch and then going for a takedown. Mm -hmm. So he's setting up, at least he's setting up his takedowns, but he's not setting up his strike. His that, was a, that was a good uh, counter. He kind of hit him with the left and circled away, got out of there. As Paiva sort of 
came in on him. It's almost hunting him down, and Espinosa is still bouncing around. This guy he certainly got his attention. Oh, he takes him down now. On his back, he want Sweetbread wants him to stand back up again. Sweetbread got Crowd's a little, back little, into it. All little raspberry up. under his right eye, Sweetbread. He's got a little little bit of blood there. Oop, little spin kick from Espinosa. Nothing caught on the shoulder oh. of Sweetbread. Sweetbread throws a left kick to the body of Espinosa. Staying dancing, hasn't been flat in the feet much. Kicks the leg, tries to exit out. And Sweetbread comes in with throwing some combos. Might have hit him with the left. I feel like he's come close to hit, hurting him all night. I don't know if he's he's just playing possum so we could get in there and grapple, try to submit him. This is what he does best. They they have comparable records, but they're kind of both on the opposite side stylistically. Sweetbread five right. knockouts, two submissions, and then one knockout, five submissions on the other side. So that's the end of round one. Pretty close. On or not? The ring girl just decided to wear underwear. She's like, I'm just going to wear underwear. You know, there's not really a lot of um, <laughs> uniform to the ring girls tonight. They're sort of just... No, they're all, they all have their own, some their very own thing. But this, this girl decided just, just to underwear. wear underwear. She's the best one, I think. <laughs> you, like you know what? Best. <laughs> we've only seen one round three ring girl tonight because we've only been to round three once. So. Mark Delagrotti is cornering a lot of guys tonight. I think this is the this is the fourth guy that we've seen Delagrotti in the corner of. Round two underway. Little one two from Piva. Big head kick from big head kick from Espinoza. Piva goes down. Piva trying for a single. They're both back up on their feet again. Wow. Oh wow. Now there's flurry. combinations. Now there's combinations from Espinoza. Run right into it now. Uh, Espinosa's got it right up against the fence, throwing some knees. Big scramble. Espinosa breaking. Looks like Piva's recovered pretty well from that head kick, but that was a nasty one for sure. Piva keeps trying to set up that overhand right, but even when it connects, it doesn't seem like it's really doing much. We saw one that caught, uh, sorry, Espinosa's trying to set up that overhand right. And it doesn't seem like it's doing much, but we did see one caught him straight on right in Piva's, but it caught him right in the forehead, so that's probably why it didn't do much. Not a good place to hit somebody for sure. Little lead uppercut from Piva. Didn't seem to do much. These guys slow down just a little bit here. 
In the middle of the... Almost two minutes into the second round. They've slowed down just a little bit. Espinosa seems to be trying to find his spots now that he got that... Got the reaction and got the, maybe got the respect for the striking from... He's worried about getting kicked in the head again. He's hoping he can jump in with the right hand. Maybe turn that into a takedown if it's a counter and Paiva misses. And that's the that's the second head kick he's thrown. Yep. And now nice shoot and a really nice sprawl. Both guys did everything perfect there, but it was a well timed shoot, but Paiva was waiting for it. A little combination, another little one-two from Paiva. Crowd chanting, sweet bread. Again, East Providence guy. Nice little liver kick from Espinosa. Espinosa has done well hitting him in the body, and when he does get the opportunity, kind of mixing it up. He's, he's certainly capable of hitting him in the face, as you can see with the, the redness of Piva around the nose area. That's where the kick landed. Mm, nice little jab there. Flicked out a nice little jab. Cocked that head back on But yeah, Espinosa's real, real good ec uh, exiting out of there. And a nice return jab from Piva. Trading little jabs there. They're both nice. Not a lot of shots being thrown right now. A lot of, a lot of feints happening. Ooh. Hey. Espinosa tried to exit out. He kind of got a leg kick to the top of the ribs below the armpit for his oh, troubles. Big combinations from Paiva. It's a big flurry there. Yeah, big big flurry there and he got Just him up against the fence. That seems to be when, he, when he's had a lot of success when he gets him up against the fence. Well, yeah, big yeah, big, big overhand right from Espinosa there but Paiva is not deterred. Paiva is undeterred. He's still, still pressing forward. Espinosa doesn't want the fence on his back. He no, that's when Paiva has been has gotten his no, best shots off. Right, right when he gets right when he gets Espinosa pinned up against the fence, that's when he's been getting off his best shots. Oh yeah, gets a. Oh wow! Now round two, ten seconds away from ending. Espinosa trying Piva, to pick his Piva shots. probably should go for a takedown here because this is a very close round. Yeah. Yeah. I would have tried to end, end with a takedown there because it's a very close round. I, the first round I would give to, uh, to Paiva. The second round. I thought the first half of it was, uh, uh I thought the first half of it was Paiva and the second, or the first half of it was Espinosa and the, Second half, half was Piva, but that's a tough, that's a tough one. If I was uh, Espinosa's corner right now, I would be telling him that he needs to get a finish here because that second round could have gone either way. 
in the first round, I think, was pretty definitively Paiva. I don't know. I almost think that the second was a good step for DeRosa, the big knockdown. He didn't get controlled, didn't take much damage. Yeah, that big head kick knockdown in the second, but it was, I think the first half of it was Espinosa controlled it, and I think the second half Paiva did, so. Uh, just, uh, it wasn't knockdown, it was just a trip. The crowd went wild, and Espinosa, his feet got caught. And he just, he just tripped over his own feet. <laughs> Spinoza with those single shots still, his, his corner's not giving him any direction on, on putting combinations together. And another, that was, that was a little bit, it wasn't quite a, it wasn't the, the slick shot that he, that he shot in the second, that was a little, it was a little sloppy and, uh, and Piva caught it right away. Oh, that was a big left hook from Espinosa right there, but. Again, Paiva undeterred, still pressing forward. Paiva definitely the aggressor, all three rounds. Espinosa looking up at the clock, and he's got a long way to go in this round. Only a minute and a half in. It's not stopping him from being on his toes though. He's still, he's still dancing to, oh, Piva, big combination, big flurry up against the fence, but Espinosa bobbed and weaved out of it pretty well. Espinosa's just He's playing it too safe, I think. I mean, he's hes trying to exit out. He's turned his back. He looks it up at the clock after one minute of round three. Uh, I don't know what he, who's, who's he scoring the fight so far, but I think he needs a, he needs something definitive here. Like I said, I, I think the people in his, in his corner should have been telling him he needs to get a finish in order to win this fight because the first round was definitively Paiva and the second round could have gone either way. So I think his corner needs to be telling him that he really needs to get a finish. And five-finger guillotine right here from uh, from Paiva on Espinosa. It's, it's close. is right under there. Oh, he gives oh, up on it. They separate. Yep. Ring girl with her underwear is standing in front of us. And again, Espinosa tripped a little bit. No. They had the stat tracker of just how many feet Espinosa has traveled. That's <laughs> definitely the most of the night. This fight. Yeah, definitely I mean, the, the most of the night. <laughs> That's for sure. It's 
Sweetbread can take a punch, and he's he's taken several, and he's still plodding, trying to track him down, get him up there, cornered against the fence. And a minute and 15 seconds left in this fight. And if Espinosa keeps keeps letting him, letting Paiva push the pace here, he, he's gonna end. It's gonna end in a decision that's not in his favor. Paiva's got to do something here. He's got to. He has to. He has to take some action and not uh, not just dance around here. Under a minute now. Lands a left. Gets out of there. I mean, I, his corner people really need to give him a. a, a some, Can you hear some them? real good direction? Uh, about Can you hear them though? Can, n- no. Do you know that they may have? He just might not have taken it. It was a well-timed shot, but a, another well-timed, well, another another really good sprawl by Paiva. Now he turns it around. He's in the fence. McDonald is looking close in case. Ooh, big knee to the gut. By Sweetbread. Throwing some punches over there. We can't see where they're landing at the angle. Ten seconds left in this fight. And it looks like it's going to be a 30-27 or more decision for Paiva. I say at 29-28. That's it. Could be. I don't know. I, I, I think that... 29-28. Espinosa could have won the second round. I mean, it was it was it was fifty-fifty. You know, it was a fifty-fifty round to me. Espinosa got that big knockdown in the second, the big head kick knockdown, but Paiva controlled the center of the octagon for most of the fight, most of the second round, and was pushing the action for most of the second round. And was throwing more strikes than than uh, Espinosa was. So it's a it's a it's how the judges weigh that knockdown based on the aggression and octagon control of Paiva. They weigh Espinosa's knockdown versus Paiva's octagon control and aggression and volume. So. I say two judges score at 30-27 and one judge scores at 29-28. 29-29? Two judges score at 30-27 for Paiva and one judge scores at 29-28 for Paiva. That is my prediction. Yes, but on Let your us. scorecard, what is it? 30-27. I don't know. I don't know. You have to submit I'd a scorecard. The round is over. Mm, what is your scorecard that you submit? Wow, how long do I have? It, you have no Ladies time. Ladies and gentlemen, after three tough rounds, we go to the score. Thirty twenty-seven. All three judges scored the fight. Twenty-nine, twenty-eight. Well, you're right. <laughs> Good for you, Matt Kona. Give me dabs. Don't leave me hanging, motherfucker. All right. <laughs> the Portuguese man of war. Yeah. Dennis Sweetbread. So they so they give a lot of weight to that head kick knockdown, and that's and I mean he he did. I just control. thought his striking was better. His, his striking uh, was much better a, in the second round. Sorry, go ahead. 
Piva's, uh, 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 Espinosa's striking was much better in the second round. Overall. But I thought the last two minutes, Piva controlled completely. my poker buddies here oh yeah 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 he was upstairs he was upstairs playing and they came they gave him free tickets came down and watched the fights he was here for just a brief second so shout out to my buddy Anthony must be pretty good at poker they're like get out of our tables go watch a fight <laughs> I think he I think he plays high stakes blackjack I think he won a sizable amount of cash here one time playing nice. blackjack and so they they hook him up. I think they give him the hook up. Are you a big are you a big Memphis Grizzlies fan? I'm a huge Memphis Grizzlies fan. I'm a fan. Uh, I've told you I've been gambling on basketball. Oh my god! It's not doing. It's not going so great. <laughs> it's going okay, but I've made a few bad decisions. How are you overall in MMA betting? I I don't really keep track of my stats, but oh, um, no, that is a very improper gambling etiquette. Well, I can go back and look, but um, my MMA betting is not. I don't know. I've had I've had good cards and I've had complete disasters. So that's the thing I like about. It. That's what makes it fun about fight. Anything can happen. I think I, I think I'd like to spend a year placing what I would what I would bet, and then see what kind of money I would have made within a year. Placing oh, oh I, get I just it. Write, I get writing it. down what I would have bet, seeing what the odds seeing, are, seeing what the odds are, and seeing what I would have won or lost within a year. But that's different. It's difficult because, I feel because like you, if you lose a bunch, you may be reluctant to bet more on the next one if you're playing with real money. Yeah, that's true. So that's the. But that's that the, would. But but if I if I established it, if I if I knew like oh, I'm I'm a twenty percent winner here, so I'm making twenty percent more than I'm losing. Yeah. So let's 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 say I'm a winning better. I would find that out in a year, and then I then I would then I would put a bank. That's the proper way to do well, it. Well, that's a, but that's to the put thing. A, to, you might put be a, a winner that together. year. <laughs> no, that's true also. Yeah, but you have to you have to take the average of it. <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, I spent all I'm, this time averaging. Oh, 
this team is better in the first quarter, this team's comparing, and then every, I got everything wrong yesterday. So. I think I'm, uh, I think my main card picks on most UFC fights are, I, I would be, uh, I would be in the black on. I think uh, it's like when we when you do the we could do the whole uh, the UFC fantasy. All right, I feel well, like most of my losses because a lot of the undercards, like I'm like I don't know who the fuck these guys are. I'm just gonna pick one because it, I get a score either way. Yeah. So if I pick nobody, I would never get a score. But if I pick somebody and once in a while get a right one, I thought that guy. Was, I thought that was Joe Silva. Look at this guy right here walking. I got to play Joe Silva yeah. for a second. Hey, Joe Silva retired. Maybe no, he's I working know. for CES. No, I'm like, what the fuck is he doing at CES? All right, so let's give me give me your main card predictions of uh, tomorrow. UFC oh, right. on Fox. Let me get to the. Right let me. Uh, I can't. I can't see that very well. Alex Caceres versus Jason Knight. Let it go, Caceres. All right. Andre Orlovsky versus Francis Ngannou. Oh my god, this is going to be Orlovsky's retirement fight. I think Francis Ngannou is going to fucking, is going to win by murder. Yeah. <laughs> Donald Cerrone versus Jorge Masvidal. That's a really exciting fight. I got Cerrone. I think you're wrong. Chef, uh, Valentina Shevchenko versus Juliana Pena. I got Pena. Of course. All right, well, I only agree with you on your choice of Francis, Francis Ngannou. Ngannou. Yeah. <laughs> I think Jason Knight, Jorge Masvidal, and Valentina Shevchenko. All right. That one's more of a toss-up. I just really like Shevchenko. Yeah, we haven't seen her ground game at all, though, and Pena has a good ground game. Um, I feel like you saw it a little bit against the wrestler Sarah Kaufman, but... That was her first fight in the UFC. Uh, she's, I don't know. She is certainly more of a Muay Thai kickboxer. But. Bag streets, bag, all right, all right. What about Nate Marquardt versus Smiling Sam Alvey? Uh, well. I have to go with Marquardt on that one, especially after his last. Me too. I'm going with Marquardt. Yeah. He looked good in his last fight. Yeah. Sadly. <laughs> well, yeah. Sad for one man. Yeah. yeah. Well, I felt like, uh, you know, I felt like he was just he was just kind of getting his his upswing going. Let's keep the action rolling and welcome our next fighter to the cage. Ladies and gentlemen, Kevin Haley. Coming up right now, Pat Walsh from Victory MMA in Stoughton, Mass. Nine and two, three KOs, one submission, and six decisions versus Kevin Haley out of Nostos MMA in Pittsburgh, New Hampshire. 
cornered by my good friend Brett Trahan. Igdalia, is that how you say it? That's such a cool name. I've never met Igdalia. Have you ever met another Igdalia? Your mom's an Igdalia? Ah. I've never met an Igdalia. That's a great name. Igdalia Medina. What's that? That's right. I love, I love meeting people with new, with new names I've never heard of. That's such a cool name. So, Igdalia Photography. Uh, so, as I was saying before, Kevin Haley out of Pittsburgh, New Hampshire, way up north, trains at Nostos MMA. Uh, he's 6-3, and three, two KOs, two submissions. Again, cornered by my my friend and training partner, Brett Trahan. Kevin Haley is a big motherfucker. He's cruiserweight. All right. Nice friendly greeting when Pat Walsh came into the cage. This is the Candias Auto Service co-feature Cruiserweight. The These guys look the big. Let's see what their, let's see what their weigh-ins were. Introducing first, fighting out of the blue corner. Wearing the blue trunks, weighing in at 215 pounds. He comes in with a pro record of six wins and three losses. Hailing from Pittsburgh, New Hampshire. Weighing in at... Ladies and gentlemen, oh. Kevin Haley. And his opponent... Fighting out of the red corner, wearing the black trunks, weighing in at 225 pounds. He comes in with oh, a record right. of nine So these guys are in between light heavyweight Hailing and heavyweight. Stoughton, Massachusetts. It's like the 205 to 225. Walsh. All right. The 205 to 225 weight class. So I think these cruiserweights are two. Are, it's a two hundred five to two twenty five weight class. Really? Yeah. Nice combination from Kevin Haley off the bat. Throwing that Tyler nice King big, wishes he was in the cruiserweight division. Yeah. Oh, really nice takedown by Pat Walsh there. Yeah, he just grabbed him by the body lock, upper body. Oh, brought him to the ground. Goes oh, for a guillotine, a, a little a, scramble. A top guillotine here. Looks like Kevin Haley's doing a good job defending here. Got some toes in the cage. Tan Dan's going to look for that. It looks like he's worked his way out of it. Keeping him away from the fence so he can't wall walk to try to escape. Yeah, so just to clarify, Kevin uh, Haley on the bottom, Pat Walsh on top in half guard. Like Pat Walsh going for a Kimura. I almost thought he was setting him up for the uh, Ezekiel choke there from the bottom, which we saw a few weeks ago. He's trying to get that. He's trying to get that arm in a Kimura. Kind of switching to an Americana. Now giving up on it altogether. Not a lot of action here in in half guard. A couple punches thrown here and there. Pat Walsh keeps trying to isolate that arm so he can go for a Kimura or Americana. Pat Walsh looks like those are... Reebok boxer briefs. I don't know if that's <laughs> they if they're regulation <laughs> fight shorts. <laughs> Those do look like underwear. They, yeah. And he's locking up that. He's got a pretty good lockup on that Kimura, but he's just not. It looks like Kevin Haley looks pretty strong. No, I missed the announced weights. Are they close to each I other? In I the didn't. Division? I was just trying to look it up right before the fight started, but I couldn't quite get to it. 
225 and 215, so there's a 10-pound okay. difference. I'm guessing Pat Walsh was 225. That would be my guess, yeah. And Kevin Haley just kind of trying to hang on here to hopefully get a restart. He's trying to kind of he's attack the shoulder while he's down there and avoid opening his his cage up to getting some strikes from the top, but he can't really posture up and land down on him. Pat Walsh moves uh, into side control. Yeah, moves into side control. He's working on that arm again. Kevin Haley, flat on his back, needs to get up on his hips and turn into him. Still got a minute and a half left in this round here. And I say it like it's like it's not a difficult thing. It's much easier said than done. Yeah. I know firsthand by many times having guys that size getting me inside control that trying oh. to get up on a hip and turn into him is much easier said than done he's so trying to get I'm that arm you, and a... I'm telling you what he needs to do yeah he's 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 not giving up on that Kimura he's really really staying in in uh yeah trying to isolate that arm for a Kimura but he's not having any luck with it it looked like he was toying with the idea of trying to do a straight arm bar from side I've never seen that I don't know if that's even Possible to pull off. Looks like he's looks like he's trying to set up a to go to mount, but I don't know if that that's not a really good idea for heavyweights. There's just so much don't weight. Tap, Kevin. Do not tap. And he's oh. got that he's got that Kimura almost straightened oh, out he's here. Trying to step well, over. He now. got it. He got it. He got it stuck behind his back now. Thirty uh -oh. seconds left. Ooh. Kevin's landing some nice knees from the bottom there. Gave actually. up on the Gamora. Yeah. <laughs> the guy next to us is a training partner of Kevin. <laughs> and he's on, oh, he's got that Kimura locked up again. Uh, oh, oh, but, oh, we came close to tapping. 10 seconds, Kevin! Oh, he gave up on it again. So the, oh, the his elbow is, a, is right is a in the training his face. partner of, of, of Kevin Haley, so he's, he's yelling instructions out to him from the press table. Yeah. <laughs> what happened to no cheering on press row? That's right. <laughs> We got an investigative journalist here. <laughs> fake news. We have biased fake news. <clears throat> it's the quietest that the music in between rounds has yeah. been. <laughs> it's very tempered. Normally it's ungodly loud. All right. It's like they're calling the seconds out, and we're getting ready for the start of round two. Walsh what? looks eager to get back in and resume where they were last time. Kevin wants to keep it on the feet, uh -huh. runs in with a Superman punch, countered on the right, now a big front kick. Whoa. Kind oh, no. of a sloppy oh, no. takedown. He sort of just put his head down and ran into the center of his chest. Yeah. And Pat Walsh whipped him down very handily there. Oh, five finger, oh, five finger. Tapped. Yeah, ten finger. Wow. Yeah. Ten finger guillotine. That was a nasty one. He didn't even wait to that get him all quick. the way down. Yep. Standing ten finger oh. guillotine. 
through Ooh, he his, throws his through mouthpiece, his gross in. mouthpiece into the audience and nobody yeah. wants to touch it. The not so adoring crowd. <laughs> like, what the fuck is that thing? You just throw bubblegum at me? What are you doing? Yeah, it's, it's, what is that? We got t-shirts and mouthpieces being thrown into the crowd. Thankfully we didn't get hit by a saliva string. Some of our ticket winners kind of were in that neighborhood. Hopefully they're okay. Did you see them at all? Yeah, I ran into him. Have you met Ryan? You know Ryan Shay. I know the name, but I don't. I'll, I'll introduce you. Yeah. Yes. Who do you come down with? I'm not sure. His, I don't know his buddy. Let me pull him up on the Facha Libre. I think we're connected on the Facha Libre. Oh yeah, I love Ryan. Yeah, oh, yeah, he's a good dude. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen. Your winner, 23 seconds into round number two by Tap Out to Guillotine, Pat Walsh. Pat Walsh. Oh, and one of Pat Walsh's cornermen almost fought a girl for a free t-shirt behind us earlier tonight. That was funny. Pat <laughs> <laughs> uh, Walsh just said, let's go get a drink. Can you do the interview first? Of course. Let's make it short. Hey, you really went to work on that arm in the first, and then you were able to finish in the second with the guillotine. But talk about your game plan coming in, Pat. Uh, well, I wasn't able to execute. I wanted to box a little bit more. I'm confident in my boxing, and I keep going back to what I know best. It's definitely not something I'm not proud of, but really want to show how much I proved in my boxing. But I was able to stick with the game plan. That Kamora to elbow, he was just so tough. Not giving that up, eating those elbows. 95% of all the guys would have looked for a way out in that first round. He didn't. And you finished it in the second with the guillotine. Take us through how you ended the fight. Well, it came out to me hard. I think it was a flying knee, maybe a Superman punch, a few different things going hard. But, you know, I, I realized that Kamora to elbow, he was just eating those. Man, it took too long. The guillotine presented itself with that shot, and I took it on. Pat, you get the victory in really a historic event here, the first ever MMA-sanctioned cruiserweight bout, 225 pounds. What are your thoughts about this new weight division, and is it long overdue in the sport of mixed martial arts? Thank you for that weight class. Originally, me and Kevin had agreed on 215. It's the lowest I could get to. I had a few injuries. He ended up agreeing to bump it up. He's a great guy. He could have had me struggle, kill myself to get down to that weight. He agreed ahead of time for the 225, and he's just selling it once. His opponent at 100%, so if he can come through, that's all him. Tonight, I had a better fight, but uh, you know, hats off to him. Great guy. Absolutely. Great guy yourself. Very Matt gracious Walsh. winner. Thank you very much. All right, Michael, back. Back to you. Main event time with Matt Bassett and Kevin Kroon. They're coming out soon, It's time for your main event. Coming to the cage, the challenger, Kevin Kroon.
Coming to the cage now, his opponent, the champion, Matt Bissette. We're gonna take a trip back now. Looks like it's gonna be a good fight. These guys both look ready to go. This event is sanctioned by the Rhode Island Department of Business Regulation, Division of Gaming. Athletics Licensing, Scott Lindsay, Director, Maria D'Alessandro, Deputy Director, Christina Tabanias, Chief Licensing Examiner, Peter Timothy, Gaming and Athletics Licensing. Your referees tonight have been Kevin McDonald and Dan Marigliata, with your judges, Paul Asmir, Brian Miner, Nick Mahmood, and Jason Randolph. Your physician, Kane Sign, are Dr. Peter de Blasio and Dr. Dan Hotchberger. This is the Aries Lounge main event! This fight is scheduled for five five-minute rounds and is for the CES featherweight world title. Introducing first, the challenger, fighting out of the blue corner, wearing the black and yellow trunks, weighing in at 146 pounds. He comes in with a pro record of 17 wins, seven losses, with five victories by knockout and eight by submission. Hailing from Albuquerque, New Mexico, ladies and gentlemen, the hard-hitting hillbilly, Kevin Cruz. Fighting out of the red corner, wearing the pink trunks, Weighing in at 145 pounds, he sports a pro record of 20 wins with 7 losses, 5 victories by knockout, and 8 by submission. He is ranked the number one featherweight in the Northeast and is the current CES World Featherweight Champion. Ladies and gentlemen, Matt! The Mangler besets. Your referee is Kevin McDonald. All right, gentlemen, this is five rounds of Unified Rules of Mixed Martial Arts for the belt. We're on a good, clean fight. Any questions, Kevin? Any questions, Matt? If you want to touch gloves, come out swinging. Here we agoo. I do like Bassett's colorful pink trunks. <laughs> <laughs> At least they're trunks and not just boxer briefs. <laughs> not just under not just boxer briefs. There's a guy earlier. Who wore just mesh sure, shorts? Sure, sure did look like just like uh, hard hitting hillbilly. Hitting yeah, with some he big is. Knees he is hitting chest. pretty hard. Got hillbilly in there. Hillbilly is hitting pretty hard. Just throwing it all out there, body, body, head. Working from di some dirty boxing. Now back to the center. He better conserve some of that energy. 
If he, if he keeps going, going at that pace, that's not going to last long for, he's not going to last five rounds at that uh, pace. The set's got a uh, real rashed up from the cage. There's a lot of reddening behind his right shoulder. Oh, yeah. Sure enough, you're right. Ooh. Tried to throw a... Kroom Kroom kinda, tried to throw a leg kick, and Bissett caught it. Oh, oh big just knees. just got a big knee. Pulled big his knee head and down big with a tie cut. clinch. Yeah, yeah, Kroom's getting the better of these exchanges on the striking for he's, sure. He's, he's, taking a, he's taking some hits to, to land them, but the ones he's landing are done more damage. Ooh. Goes with a crazy telegraph spin kick. Bissett ducks under it, but he's just been eating these uppercuts all night. Now Kroom goes in with the left and back to the tie clinch, dirty boxing up against the cage. Well, they're in front of an advertisement, so he might not get a rust, uh, get rushed up against the side of the fence. There we go. More uppercuts. I think he may just choose pink for his trunks because that's the color of his skin every time he gets... Oh, oh, now Bissett's landed um, some clean shots. Yeah. Going in. And Krum going in for a, trying to go in for a takedown for a second there. Just clear the cobwebs. Like Krum's trying to clear the cobwebs, yeah. Oh. Good kick to the body by Bissett. Faints in with that one. Nobody throws. Yeah, both guys get the same idea. Go for teep kicks. Try to stab that gas tank. Now he lands with a glancing left. And misses. And the whiff. Oh, big flying knee. Partially blocked. From Bissett. Yeah, partially. And holy shit. Kroom's <laughs> a tough guy. Quite a few punches. <laughs> I don't think one of them, one of them landed, but Kroom just threw like nine punches in a row. Oh my god. That was a quite a flurry. And all, oh. of them had, all of them had deadly intent on him. None of them were thrown lightly at all. No. Second time. Krum doesn't throw anything. He's not throwing anything lightly. Everything Krum's throwing is he's trying to destroy. And yeah. That, and these that pace leg can't kicks, be kept up. It's the second time he's gone for a spinning leg kick from kind of close range, which most isn't really a kick. It's more like the side of the knee, but it's that's not good either. Bissett tried to dive under for a leg lock here. Oh. And he's trying to like wrap him might, up. He's going for Looks a knee like bar. He might, yeah, oh. he was trying for an ankle lock here. Nope. And Bissett properly defending and uh, getting some punches off. If he straightens that leg out, he's going to be in a little oh, world yeah. of trouble. Yeah, Kroom is trying to stay hunched over and stay heavy on top. Oh, he gets oh, his leg out. He's he free. Now out. into the closed guard, the open guard at the moment. Now he's trying to go for... Uh, Sorry, I said Bissett, I meant Kroom. Kroom was the one in danger. Bissett was the one trying to put the yeah. leg lock on. All right, back in the closed guard of Bissett. Kroom's just burying his head in his chest, kind of throwing some blind yeah. punches out. McDonald's been standing up, guys, if they're not working all night, so expect them to try to stay active and get away from that. Kroom back to his feet. Oh, oh he's oh, down, oh, he's down. Oh, both, arms down. both arms are down. Both arms on the both arms are down. He got two knees to the head there. Hmm. That is uh, always been a rule. They're, they did update the if you have one arm on the ground and both feet, you you are a grounded yeah, fighter. I don't know if he's going to take a point or if he's going to give him a warning, but he did know, strike they, him twice. 
I'm sure McDonald's a fair guy. I'm sure he was going to give him a warning, yeah. but it wasn't. A, I mean, wasn't two a strikes. Ton, wasn't a ton behind each one, but yeah. And Bissett seems doesn't seem like he got really that rocked by yeah. it either. I think McDonald might change yeah. his decision if Bissett got more rock than he did. Yeah, if there were no need for oh, a position big, to come in. Ooh. Big right hook by Bissett. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they are, are rock'em, sock'em robots. Swats them on the way out. Enter, exit. Whoop. Dropped a mouthpiece. Ten seconds left in the round. Bissett wants to finish it out with a flurry. Gets a leg kick from Kroom. I think that's going to do it right that's there. It. Show of respect at the end of the round. Wonder Woman! Wonder Woman! Looks like a Wonder Woman outfit to me. All right, seconds going out. Getting ready for a round two. That was a pretty, pretty damn close round. I think, uh, if I had to give it to somebody, I would probably give it to Bissett. But it was a very close round. Yeah. Why would you think? Because of the submissions or? Uh, the submission like... attempts and I think, ooh. ooh. I feel like Kroom's hitting him really hard. I, I mean, I, I can't say. It took me a little while to process that. So, I mean, just to. Every round counts when you got five and you're going for a title, especially in a division where you, you can't rely on knockout power. These guys look like pretty big featherweights. Yeah. <laughs> no. Kroom especially. He looks real big. It looks like there's a yeah. lot behind those punches. Oh, oh shit. Bissett getting some off on that one. That little exchange. Bissett is very technical. He's very precise. He's still swinging. He's still swinging for the fences. They both are yeah. going for knockout with. Oh, every he might punch. be emptying the gas tank a little at a time, but but he's uh, he's landing flush. Kroom just keeps going forward, starting to breathe out his mouth now. He's got his hands down. It's not a good sign. A minute and a half into the second round. No. And that's what I said. You just you cannot you cannot maintain that high velocity, bad intention pace for very long. Not at all. No. Yeah, Kroom <laughs> is certainly much more faded. Yeah, Bissett definitely. Bissett definitely looks the fresher of the two. He just looks like he's conserving his energy. He's not. He's not overextending. He's Bissette's not getting, getting too off. excited. Kroom Bissette's could be hurt, off. but he's not, he's not di diving right onto him. <laughs> he's still s staying smart because a wounded animal is, is even more dangerous than, alright. 
Kevin McCall well, stops it. I think he might have spit out his mouthpiece. spit out his mouthpiece right. on purpose. I uh, dropped it again. All right, he might get warned. Yeah, the we crowd. were just talking to our some of our colleagues here about the World Series of Fighting. Justin Gaethje dropped his mouthpiece like four times in three rounds and got warned that he would take a point if it happened right. again. He <laughs> yeah. actually did come out one more time, but he picked it up and put it in his mouth before the referee could notice. So, so I don't know if we're that close here, but McDonald has not brought it up. Kroom. Oh. oh, big knee to the head. Big knee to the head from uh, from Bissett. And he was setting up a big, big oh. head kick and, and, uh. Good foot to the body. Kroom caught it. On the break. And Bissett is definitely dictating this round and getting way more off. Yeah, and a he's lot even more get damage. a little experiment, throw a little switch kick in there. Try to do a little question mark kick, but not quite high enough. Good jab by Kroom coming in. Wearing the proverbial crimson mask. Keeping his left arm really low, which is susceptible to that big right, which knocked him back up against the fence. Blocked the kick to the body. Bassett is going in. He's just teeing off on him. Hit arm on both of those exchanges. Kroom almost dove in with his head there in that left. All right, Bassett is just landing flush. The crowd's starting to smell yeah, the finish. Kruma's just covering up. He's just just going in with his arms up by his head, trying to cover up. <laughs> Kruma almost and collided Ke with Kev McDonald. Kevin McDonald get in on the action there. Yeah, he did collide. McDonald had to push off of Kroom's back to Jeez. to avoid getting run over. That would not be good. Because you know when the referee gets knocked out, then a new referee comes down and see. Oh, Bissette's oh, getting a little starting flashy. To get, starting to get flashy. Oh. 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 <laughs> Massette with that with a Stafford, Connecticut slap there. <laughs> All right, misses with an uppercut, cheap kick to the body. Just trying to. Thirty seconds left in this round that has been completely dominated by Bissette. This I could see is a ten-eight round. Oof. Trying to finish it off in the last 15 seconds here, but I don't, it doesn't look like it's gonna happen. Wow, big combinations. Wow. Yeah, Kroom has lost the several steps. He seems to be really slowed down, tired. Round two comes yeah. close. Breathing out his mouth, hands over his head, sucking wind. He is. You know, that style of fighting, you either knock someone the fuck out because you have the worst intentions possible, or you gas out because you can't maintain that. You just cannot maintain that pace. All right, seconds out, round three. See how much more Kroom got in the tank after his one-minute respite here. Ooh, oh, spinning, spinning back, back kick, Kroom, and but he gets caught. countered. Got oh, caught, and then a flying, flying knee. And a, and a oh, my kick. God, Bissette is fucking 
Bissette just almost fell first. One hand saved him. And now he's up oh and just getting God. battered. But he's pressing into Bissette, who lands another knee. More knees. He's taking a page out of Crum's book from round one. Fall with a big Whoa. head kick combo, All and it right, is done. That's it. Mike McDonald calls Kevin it to McDonald. a close. Wow. Mike McDonald, Mark McDonald. Kevin McDonald, oh my God, I'm sorry. I got, I feel like I got that head kick there. Wow, that was a crazy finish. Wow, Bissett looked great right there. Such a combination and was landing with almost everything. He got an overhand right, bam, flying knee, bam, head kick, bam. Well, that was, uh, that was quite an, uh, quite an event. Glad to be here at CES 41 with my good friend Matt Kona doing the MMAniacs thing. And, uh. Yeah, great card. Only two decisions all night. Yeah. Lots of finishes. I want to go back and watch this card again. <laughs> I definitely want to watch some of the finishes again. Boy, that finish of Tim King was just. Yeah, Tyler King got Tyler King, yeah. Rocked. Damn, that was a scary, scary knockout. What do you say? So I said we're going to pack it in, probably head to the after party for a minute and go get some free food. <laughs> and <then laughs> That's what we usually in. do. So we go walk we're, in, we get our free food, we sit at our table by ourselves, and then we leave. <laughs> we, we after stuff it in our mouths yeah. and then we, get the fuck out. We don't after party so much as we after sneak eat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And very few of the fighters go. So we uh, like sometimes we see a couple of the fighters there. None of the personalities ever go. We never. A lot see. of people got knocked out tonight. So you're gonna. Yeah, yeah. You we never see. Something. We never see Michael Chavello or or uh, Ron Kruk or Pat Militech at the after see party. See the referee sometimes. So Dan Dan last time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we see the owner, uh, Jimmy Burchan. Jimmy. I can't remember his last name. The owner, Jimmy. It was nice meeting you guys. Take it easy, my man. Nice to meet you. Hopefully we get to train sometime. All right. So, MMA Maniacs, over and out. Peace. That's the end. No, we got the MMAniacs podcast brought to you by Team Link of Hookset, New Hampshire. They're located at 1338 Hookset Road in Hookset, and their phone number is 603-641-3444. Their website is www.teamlinkhooksetnh.com. Uh, I've been training in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu for about 20 years, and for the last four years I've been training at Team Link, and it's one of the best schools I've ever trained at. Um, there's a lot of great instructors over there. There's no knuckleheads whatsoever. A lot of people there that are trying to help you get better at whatever it is that you want to study. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, boxing, kickboxing, mixed martial arts, karate, whatever it is that you want to study for martial arts, they've got somebody there to teach you the right way to do it. Uh, so if you go there, you tell them that the MMAniacs podcast sent you. They'll give you a free T-shirt and 30 free days to try out the school. Uh, again, their phone number is 603-641-3444, and their website is teamlinkhooksetnh.com.